Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, heartbreaking, emotional, and fucked up recap of The Bachelorette ever. Wildly <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. It all just just came tumbling out of me all my emotions we gotta think of some week. some hip internet lingo to yeah. add. we gotta we gotta start talking about how we're gonna yeet I was gonna say, into the it, sun it's like yeet a thing still or have have grown-ups killed it I think I think it, I mean if if we're at the point where I'm saying yeet uh, we're done that's it yeah I cool. think I think we just killed yeet um actually you know it's funny one of my friends just posted. Well, so I've got a friend who posts like a lot of memes and they're they're all pretty high quality. So I appreciate following him. Yeah. And uh, the the one that I just saw before we started recording was like what was like the Big Bang Theory explained. And it was and, and then like the first frame. Now I'm trying to remember it exactly. Like the first frame was just like dark, you know, and then mm. and it said something like. Like, there's no shit out here or something like that. And then the second frame was like, yeet. <laughs> and it was like, it was pretty good. Um, and I was like, I think I understand it. But I'm yeah. also, well, I mean, we're the same age. He's just cooler than me. So um, <laughs> it's and fine. It. Yeah. Oh, it says this bitch is empty. And then yeet. And then it's like, it's like the explodey universe oh. picture. So anyway, so that that has been your uh, young kids slang lesson of the episode. Hello, fellow kids. We are here to meme the bachelorette. <laughs> it's like it's like when I was a TA and my my favorite evaluation I ever got was when one of my students called me relatable. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good and one. I, thank you. But I had spent that entire semester talking about how they didn't understand how great MySpace and LiveJournal were. And I just talked about being old all the time and getting excited <laughs> about like the container store. So I was like, how am I relate? I worked my hardest to be not relatable. And this person's also- like... Like grad students are by design, we're not particularly relatable to a lot of people. So no, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm gonna t- like, don't ask me about my thesis. You're gonna want to walk away before I'm done, you know. <laughs> so, but hey, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the best review that I ever got was it just said Steve is ethical and nice. <laughs> oh, see, a lot of mine said Sammy. Uh, our fa- or what were your favorite moments with Sammy? playing Jeopardy and getting candy thrown at me. Also, she <laughs> makes good muffins, you know, like See? those are pretty good. The yeah. important shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, all the slacker shit you liked. Uh, but we're not here to talk about our grad school days. <laughs> Unless we are. Uh, we're here to talk about fantasy sweet week. Yes. This is the bang week. Yeah. Hannah gets down. That's right. That's right. And, and, and for was- the boomer generation out there, this is like the most sex they get from their media consumption every <laughs> six months. Yeah, like ever since Boston Legal went off the air, what else mm-hmm. do they have? This is all um, I got. <laughs> I oh, one thing that I like kept thinking of, and I was I was half expecting a, a like a trailer for Mamma Mia three during this. Um, <laughs> 
was Mamma Mia, especially Mamma Mia 2. Uh, anyone who who is friends with me on Facebook will remember that I said that Mamma Mia 2 was better than the first one and that anyone could fight me. And this episode is basically the plot of Mamma Mia 2, where mm. it's just like sex positive woman gets it on probably in a windmill. <laughs> definitely yes. a boat. Yes, definitely yeah. a boat. Yeah, definitely a boat, but in this episode of Windmill. So uh, so we've got our first date, and it's with uh, violently wholesome Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Violently uh, wholesome. Violently wholesome. And, of course, she does the run and jump, and she can't fly a plane, but she's going to do the next best thing, and that's pretend to know what they're doing on a boat for five seconds. No, exactly. Which, I mean, it doesn't matter, because we know they're just going to lay around and make out anyway, so... Yeah, and do the Titanic pose. Mm-hmm. That's important. People died, Hannah. People died. Yeah. Most boats that you go on these days, like, like you know, just river cruises or lake cruises or what what have you, they, there's usually signs posted that say, don't do the Titanic shit, please. You're going to fall in and die. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't wa- been on any big boats, so... Oh, you got to step up your boat game. Uh, I was I was just on a, I was on like a Milwaukee boat, like one of those those like uh, river tours in Milwaukee, and and there was a don't don't do that sign for you know the Titanic Wait, like, boat for like a yacht rock night or just not or yacht t- rock, just oh, just like okay. general general boating. Okay, general boating. Yeah, um, yeah, I do shows on a boat in the summer sometimes, but. We didn't have any signs on our boat. Maybe they wanted people to. I know someone fell off that boat, actually, one year that I wasn't mm-hmm. doing the show. See? Um, but it wasn't for Titanic. It's because they had to pretend to be stabbed. And then they did it so well that they staggered and fell off the boat. It happens. You know, it's it's a dangerous vocation. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, now my goal, this is added to my bucket list, is to get on a boat where they have a sign that says, don't do the Titanic pose. Hey, you know what? If you believe you can achieve, Sammy, I believe in you. I hope so. Um, so, you know, Peter's really cute, and it, everything he says just sounds really swell. And he thinks that Hannah and he would just have, they'd have the most fun life ever, golly. Yeah. Gee whiz, I really like you, Hannah. <laughs> but you know what? She's for, This is her thing, and it's it's different with each bachelor and each bachelorette. And there's there's a couple of of kind of yeah, like yes, no questions that they have to mentally answer. And the first is, am I going to say I love you? Or is someone on the show going to say I love you? And usually it, it, it falls to the contestant, which I think is probably good given, given the differential there. Now, the other one is, do I need an I love you? Is that essential to me? Mm-hmm. And it's hard because on the one hand, this is a ridiculous contrived scenario where you know what you're experiencing isn't real life so should you base your crazy shotgun relationship on that and that's reasonable but on the other hand it's these people who are specifically here allegedly in good faith to find love with one another so you should want to find love if that's the the purpose of the show so you go either way i think i think she understands though that peter is I mean, he's like so genuine. You can feel it through the TV. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I think maybe, maybe you worry more about hearing that from people 
that you're not as secure with. But it's like you have nothing to worry about with Peter. He is like he is like in it. He is totally on board. You know, if she wanted to be with him, he's game. So well, like, Sammy, I hate to break what? it to you. What? <laughs> what do you mean? There's there's some rumors swirling. Oh no. So this this is Peter Peter too. Yeah. Oh God, why? No, no one is uncorruptible. So oh. this isn't. I don't. I don't think it's like Jed level where he's a dunderhead that clearly is only in love with his guitar and and can't love another human. And oh, I'm so also sorry. I blew has a million side drums. pieces. No, it's fine. That's understandable. Oh. So the thing is with Peter is <gasps> he allegedly was dating a woman for about five months prior to the bachelorette. And they were talking about starting a life together and moving in together. And she was going to move out to California because she was based in Atlanta, yada, yada. And while they're in the midst of this conversation, allegedly, um, he signed up for the bachelorette and then promptly like kicked her to the curb and ghosted her and she has found out later that he was probably seeing some other women at the same time that he was seeing her and she thought they were exclusive so that seems to be a whole another thing but it does seem like he just saw a shot at the bachelorette and was just like boom let's do this and it seems like they were serious she said she'd met his family before and again they were planning a life together so uh, you know, if you're with someone for five months and it's not working out and you say, hey, it's not working out. And then you go on The Bachelorette. That's one thing. But it seems mm. a little suspect when you are like, hey, move into me one day and mm, maybe I should go on The Bachelorette the next day. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's it's murky. There was like an Entertainment Tonight interview with this woman recently. So I don't know. It seems like more things will come out. It'll be like the Jed thing where it's like, well, something stinks here. And then everything just came out. But yeah, Peter may not be the super, you know. Oh, he's hot. just a pilot. He's just like that was my theory at the beginning of the show, and then Up I was like, well, I, and then I was like, I'm so wrong, and I feel like an asshole for thinking that just because all the pilots I encountered on Tinder were total douche canoes, and I was like, I'm sure there's good ones out. God damn it, Peter. God yeah, damn it. He he is like quite literally. He's he's like a Hugh Grant character in this whereas you see hugh grant on the screen and you're like oh what a bumbling uh lovable genuine guy and then you see like hugh grant actual personal life you're like what a giant disaster of a human god this this hits a little too close to home for my taste i'm um, sorry i i, I you know what better you hear it from me than the internet first thing. i really appreciate it i appreciate it so so much and um well fuck him what, can I still can I still root for Tyler? Can, yes. Just tell me. Oh, thank Tyler God. is the only thing good and pure oh. in this world. Tyler is like is my north star now. And okay, so let's let's get through some of this quickly because now it's pissing me off. Um, but uh, let's talk about. Wait, you did you watch? Did you watch some of this live? I did. I watched. Okay. I watched the beginning live. So you saw Dean. Oh, I did. Uh, yes. Bachelor in Paradise and that terrible facial hair. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I, I mean, what is he doing and why? And this is, can he stop, please? 
yeah, I, <sighs> I, I don't even know with him. It's, I, I mean, he ruined a lot of goodwill initially after his, his stint on uh, Paradise. But yeah, the, the facial hair is not, it's not working for me. It's not working yeah. for anybody, I hope. Yeah, like Dean is over. Okay, let's move on. Let's get him the fuck out of here. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Now I don't believe anything Peter says, but maybe, I don't know, we'll hear. But okay, but let's just get to the point where where, they're, where they receive their card. Mm-hmm. For, for the fantasy suite, and we find out it's a windmill. Okay, so this is where the windmill sex comes from. I thought it was in the Netherlands, but uh, apparently this is a, a Greek windmill. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad it wasn't Jed in the wind. Like, I'm, I, even though maybe Peter sucks, I still hate Jed more. Oh, yeah. No, uh, that's the worst game so, of Clue ever. Jed in yeah. the windmill with his wiener. Like I wanted, I mean, I wanted it to be like Tyler in a windmill, but I'll take Peter. Um, so let's see. Oh, um, this is a funny. So morning after, uh, Peter said something like, "We came together so much last night," and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then, and then, my boyfriend was like walking past as as I said that, and he goes, "Wait, they can say that?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, it's like." It's like that movie we watched. They came together. It's like a, you know, yeah. It's like a emotionally they came yeah. together. Um, I said I mean, physically well, we, maybe. We, yeah, we we obviously know, um, but I'm like they're really like kind of. I just remember when the show started. It's just become more realistic over time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. I appreciate that. So, uh, but anyway, let's move on to the only date that matters uh and that's tyler's yes yes yeah uh this was their like physical chemistry is off the charts this is i mean this is like some some mid 90s cinemax level shit that they're going through right here i know i was kind of like should i watch through fingers um i feel uncomfortable uh (laughs) i can't believe there's cameras there and this is on abc um but yeah, so they do like the the massages, like you know, indulgent stuff, and um, and and then Tyler like sneaks up and and starts massaging Hannah, which was very cute. Um, and yeah, I don't know, they're just they're yeah, they're, it's all very sexy. I actually wrote in my notes, goodness, this is sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> yeah maximum horny levels on this. I was show like, holy shit. Um. Like, it's like one of those things, like, you know, uh, back in my babysitting days, you know, it's like if I, if I was like flipping through the channels after the kids were in bed and then I watched something that was like slightly questionable, I just kept looking behind me to make sure that they didn't wake up. <laughs> you know, it was like that. I was like, should I be looking around? Like, well, it's just me. Yeah. It's just me and my dog. You Mommy. Know? Like, oh, yeah. We had lots of fun with Sammy tonight. After we went to bed, she watched Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> She watched people wrestling. It's like, oh, mm, sorry. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so they have dinner and, you know, Tyler's very about, you know, he, he's about their relationship. He thinks it's so fun and easy. And they do seem to be very just like easygoing and comfortable together. And that's nice. Um, but I actually did really appreciate what what Hannah came in saying. You know, she's 
she's concerned that their relationship is too much about their physical attraction and she wants to make sure that they're emotionally compatible as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And this is, it's an oddly mature move for Hannah, given, you know, what she's gone through and it shows some growth on her part, which I think is good. Um, yeah. And also I, I think it, it reflects well on Tyler for multiple reasons. Uh, one, he doesn't seem too phased by it. And two, he says all the right things, and I believe that he's genuine. He he validates her feelings, and he respects her boundaries, and doesn't raise a stink about it. So, I mean, what what more could you want? You know? Yeah, I mean, he actually like what I I tried to capture as much of what he said as possible because I knew it was going to be good, and I realized from from the internet that I wasn't paying enough attention to what Tyler was saying. So I was like, I'm going to pay closer attention. Um, but he said, you know, for me, it's way more than that. I want to be with you. I want to have that time with you. You have to love and respect each other's boundaries. And I would never push past those. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's very cool. Well, and that's that's the difference. If we if we establish Tyler and Peter, who's kind of been a dark horse in this anyways, as our, these are our two front runners right now, clearly. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, she went to the bone zone with Peter. Okay. However, if you think about what she has with Tyler, like she's getting the emotional validation that she needs. They have insane physical chemistry. She seems to really enjoy just being around him. Like her body language is good around him. And he's incredibly kind and respectful and thoughtful. And he puts her first. And again, respects her boundaries, respects the process, and is completely understanding in a genuine way, how how do you how do you say no to that? Like, wh- why would you dump that man? Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. seem reasonable to me. Well, and also she cried when he left, which I think is the first time we've seen that on camera. Where when a date is over, she actually cried because she missed him. Yeah, yeah, crying in a good way. Hannah hasn't done yeah. any of that this season. Yeah, exactly. She was just like, I actually like I'm sad he's leaving. And and, may, and and that was the only, you know, fantasy sweet date that made her cry. And I was like, I, yeah, in a good way. And I was like, that's super cool. And obviously you feel strongly for him. And and the date went well on all accounts and good. You know, that's great. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. I mean, and it's, it's nice to see this, favorite. too, because. Honestly, as much as I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, The Bachelorette is, is when you boil it down, it's usually a parade of toxic masculinity, and some seasons are worse than others, and this one is especially bad just because the, the continuation of the endless Luke saga, and he is the embodiment of every horrible trait that could be associated with someone on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. And then just amplified to a degree that I've never seen before. But it's it's also kind of good that Luke P is on the show because this is reality. There's more there's more Luke P's out there than there are Tyler's. Honestly, there's a lot oh, of totally. shitty dudes. So it's good that you get to see. Hey, there are good ones, but also there are these, you know, lecherous, disgusting slugmen who will just kind of burrow their way into your life and, and just suck all the emotional energy out of you like a leech. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that I uh, really appreciate, apparently Hannah thought Tyler was a fuck boy before she spent more time with him. Oh, yeah, and, totally, right? Yeah, and she said, like, before the fantasy suite, uh, before the fantasy suite date, she thought he was kind of a fuck boy. And then, like, when they spent time together, you know, they they were, like, more emotionally connected. Yeah, and it's still crazy so. to me that she she thought he was a fuckboy for that long, just because. And, and maybe that's this what is, it, that's what it says in this interview with her on yeah. ET. So yeah, it's it's just it's wild to me because there's so many moments where he just he sticks out because of how much he supports her and respects her and you know is invested in this process. So. Yeah, it's it's wild that that's the guy where she's like, I don't know, when she has yeah, like two literal be- fuckboys in yeah. and one like reformed psycho evangelical like ex fuckboy running around. It's like, yeah, yeah it's what it's crazy. Yeah, that's so wild. Um, well, I mean, I guess when when he was first on the show, I thought, yeah, I thought like, oh, he's dumb and he's just like a line factory and he says that stuff to every girl and you know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. Like some of that stuff felt a little too cheesy, but then yeah, the more you see him, I, but a lot of those moments happened, you know, when she wasn't around, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him sticking up for her, doing whatever she wanted, yeah. like the bungee jumping, you know, and, and just like telling other people that they need to like calm down, relax, trust what she's going to do. What You know, like, and and he, he said some supportive things to her, but I think we got to see even more of what he said around the men. And that kind of helped us realize like, oh yeah, this guy is legit. Like he's very cool. So but yeah, I can't believe it took her until fantasy suite night to go, you know, wow, I can't let this guy go. He's really special. Mm-hmm. And maybe that also speaks to, you know, kind of him saying that he hasn't really had a lot of serious relationships. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's hard for him to get to that place where he emotionally connects with somebody, even though he's, you know, able to do it. Maybe he's just kind of slow to warm up like that. So mm-hmm. Anyway, now we'll talk about Jed. Uh, today, Jed is a salty little bitch, and yeah. he's just complaining the whole day. And who cares? Yeah, and I get it, man, because we're we're it. all screaming, "Why the fuck is Luke P still here?" But also, you're engaging in Luke P behavior because you're making it all about. Jed, it's the Jed show and how Jed feels about Luke P. And and if this is your hang up and I can totally understand if I was on this show and I went this far into it and Luke P was still around, then my thing would be, you know what? If this is what she wants, I'm not this. So I'm done. I'm out. You know? Yeah, just And that's leave. fine. Then fucking leave. But to be like Oh, oh, but why is he still here? I don't, I don't get what you see in Luke. Ah, God, shut up. Go marry your guitar, you big dolt. Yeah, he's so dumb. Uh, so they're at the. So their date is a family gathering, and already this family is miles better than Jed's family. <laughs> I like Jed's family. <laughs> <laughs> Jed's family makes me so uncomfortable. Um. 
So they're at the table and they're drinking life water. I'm guessing it was Sambuca or was it something different? I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably. I, some, yeah. Well, whatever it is, it's, it's a typical Greek Viagra or whatever. Uh, and, and like the dad or, you know, this older man at the table was said that they looked fully in love, but the other girl who sat across from him was the one asking all the questions. Yeah. So are you all decided or almost ready? How are you going to decide? And she's like, uh, I, the show you know, works exactly. I, I'm hoping I get some clarity and, you know, I just want to be a thousand percent sure. And she's like, well, I think you should just know it when you first look at someone. So what's your problem? <laughs> all right. Um, and then this is kind of where, you know, Jed starts talking because something is weighing on his heart. And he's fallen for her. He's serious, but he needs he needs clarity on Luke. You know, he doesn't want to see her hurt. He wants to see her with the best person. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And uh, but it it's like, well, you're not the best person either. So why are you talking about this? And you know, you're not the best person. So why don't you be honest with yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm I'm glad that this behavior is coming out too because I think it's also reflective of who we found out Jed is outside of the show. Like everything's gelling right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's, it's like, he doesn't, I really don't think he cares about her. I don't really see that much of a connection between them. Um, I think he just wants to win for some weird reason. And, uh, you know, Hannah is still defending her connection with Luke. And it's kind of like, that South Park episode double down, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, where it's like, I know I'm in a bad relationship, but I'm just going to dig in my heels and pretend this is right because I don't want to look like an idiot. I want to, you know, like, I don't want to look like I've been played. So I'm going to say all these things, you know, well, we had a really strong connection and he's a good guy. I know you can't see it. I know literally no one else on the planet except for his Bible group can see it, but he's a good guy. And you know, there's a connection, but I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jed's like, well, why are you holding on to something that's so uncertain? It's like, why is she holding on to you? Seriously. Yeah. Um, then there was like a terrible snack emergency commercial. And I mean, and then, and then they like keep going afterwards and he's still saying the same thing. And she's like saying in the nicest way to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, okay, we good? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then he's like, well, you know, I don't know, whatever. And she's like, well, I don't want this to affect how you feel about me because I'm trying to figure out, you know, like I'm doing yeah, the show yeah. and I'm trying to figure out who's the right fit. This is the show and hmm, I'm doing process. it. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and, but he's toxic and how, you know, he's making you feel a certain kind of a way. And, um, and she's just like, I don't want you to go any further. I think I'm good now. And she just, and he just kept pushing. And of course she walks away from the table. I was surprised she didn't tell him to go. Home yeah. Right that was kind of there. like the, the direction that this goes in is just bizarre to me. Yeah. So, but I think it's just cause she wanted to get it in. Yeah, so whatever. Figure it out in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, but she's more sure about him than ever after that, even though he annoyed the shit mm-hmm. out of her. 
Um, but you know, we can't dwell on that for too long because we've got our date with Luke oh, to talk about and boy, strap in. Yeah. Here it goes. Uh, did you know that Luke is religious? I had no by idea. The way? Thank you for, for letting me know. I, I mean, he was wearing a giant cross, so that was my first clue. Oh, there's, just, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. That he, yeah. he truly is. He's like a Pixar he villain is. or something. I don't know. He, he drives me nuts. He's a five foot yeah. eight anthropomorphic red flag. He is pure red flag. There is <laughs> nothing else about him. That's just all he is. Every single facet of his personality, other than his abs, which you could even make the argument. He cares a little too much about his body, so red flag. Uh, there's nothing about him that is good or okay or interesting or, uh, I mean, really, other than the fact that he has physical attributes which make him conventionally attractive, I don't know what's there. And Hannah, yeah. of course, is doing the thing that it drives me insane. And I mean, I've done it before and I'm sure you probably have done it a lot. Most people do it when they're, you know, late teens, early twenties, whatever. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to find, you know, the a real relationship. And, and you end up dating people for their potential instead of like who they actually are. And then you hope they yeah. kind of grow to a place where you think they can be, which is insane. And it's hard because when you're 23, uh, you're a shithead. That's just the way it is. And yeah, but you can't, especially on a show like this, how the fuck are you going to keep someone around this long because they're physically attractive and you see potential in them? You you can't marry potential. That's crazy. It's so frustrating. This whole thing is frustrating. And like, ugh, I'm so done with this, but he's like really excited and like smiling all big and fake and then they're gonna go on a helicopter ride and go to Santorini and now it's like I feel like we hear a little bit of why Hannah's keeping him around um because she's like oh he's the best kisser here and I was like oh there it is okay got it got it that's why and so one of the one of the articles that I read last week, my boyfriend actually sent it to me. It was about um, compatibility mm -hmm. and chemistry and kind of thinking about every relationship in those ways. Kind of like if you think about it as a matrix, like what a relationship could be if you have high chemistry but low compatibility or high compatibility yeah. and low chemistry or, you know, or any combination mm -hmm. of those things, right? And... So while I'm watching the show this week, I'm like thinking about all these relationships in terms of compatibility and chemistry. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it seems like she's got chemistry with all of them, except for Jed, maybe. Maybe she'd argue differently, but I don't feel like she has compatibility yeah. or chemistry with Jed. Um, I don't feel like she has any compatibility with Luke, but obviously has chemistry um, she had chemistry with Tyler and it sounds like she had compatibility, you know, like sh that's been growing and it seems like she's got both with Peter, which, you know, might not be the best thing turns out, but, but I, I spent a lot of time like thinking about this while I was watching the episode and I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, as soon as she said, well, he's the best kisser. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was figuring all chemistry, no yeah. compatibility and that's, whatsoever. Again, like, yeah. just just stop and think for a second, okay? 
and you're let's say that you're you're with someone and they're like well what's the best thing about him and the mo- the only positive things that Hannah B can say about Luke is he's a good kisser and i see a lot of potential in him so right and his family seems to like which him is weird it's so like like, two like oh. half compliments sort of and then a thing that's like okay well that's good glad he's a good smoocher but is that like the most important thing when you're looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with allegedly uh, probably not no no that's so bad like ugh, yeah it's just, i mean we all we all know we're all watching this like slow moving mm-hmm. well, we know where it's going because they've been teasing um, it for ever Right. Yeah, for sure. So, so they like make out or whatever. And Luke really thinks he's going to be the one at the end of it. And, and, uh, but then we get to see Hannah in the outfit that she's going to tell him off in. And I get so happy because I'm Mm -hmm. like, finally (laughs) here, we can put this behind me, you know, and so they're at dinner. It's like the date went really well. And then he's like, well, let's talk about sex. And nope, I'm like, not going to go well at all. I go, well, uh, so Luke, so Luke's been studying Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. And uh, he believes that the marriage bed should be kept pure because mm-hmm. of all of his Bible reading. And now we know part of the reason he's so angry because he hasn't had sex in about mm-hmm. four years. And, uh, you know, he's like, listen, like uh, all this shit's so manipulative, it, it makes me grow feel gross to even like recount it back, you know. But he's like, "I trust you explicitly, but if you were having sex with someone else, I would go home one hundred percent. But if if you're not, though, we're gonna keep growing the relationship." And I also didn't realize. I mean, I guess it makes sense. They don't know where they fall in the mm-hmm. date sequence, you know. So he's like, "I don't know if I'm the last date yeah, or what." So he's but he's just straight up threatening uh, her, gross. basically, which is crazy. Yeah. He's just like, I'm done, you know, like that's it. And so it's like, okay, well you drew your line in the sand. And so you're done. He's mortified when she calls him on his bluff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then she's like, okay. Cause he was like, well, you said before this, that you'd only had sex with two people. I was like, wow. She like doubled it on this show. Um, But she, but I love that she just like, I really, really do appreciate that she just came out of this swinging. Like, she was just like, you know what? I don't agree with what you said. And the way that you said it, like, why do you have the right to do that? Because you're not my husband. You're questioning me, judging me when you don't have the right to say anything at this point, you know? And then she's like, I don't even think it's a sex thing. I think it's a pride thing. And that's a sin, too. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. damn. (laughs) Like, that's cool. I'm I'm glad. I mean again we saw this coming and this is this is her moment of clarity and it's interesting too because he comes from this self-absorbed high and mighty bullshit position where he's trying to control her dictate the terms of their relationship and, and just all this crazy shit and then act shocked when she's like fuck you uh the only thing I'm concerned with is because a lot of people, you know, on, on Twitter and stuff are just like, yes, queen, greatest bachelorette ever. It's like, well, one, it took her a little long to come around to this. <laughs> let's let's face it. Yeah. Two, yeah. It took her a while. I wonder if she makes the bigger connection here, which is 
Yeah, so he's a shithead, sure. But like how much of this is is dictated by his crazy like evangelical faith that you know would would cause future problems for you. This is a person who because of his faith literally wants to strip you of all bodily autonomy. And that's, I mean, and, and that is, and whether right. his toxic masculinity, you know, fuels those, fuel, fuels those religious views or whether those religious fuel, uh, views fuel his toxic masculinity. There, I got it out. It doesn't make a difference. The end result a is, I mean, his faith is deeply intertwined with why he is a shithead. And Hannah, who is like, yeah, and I'm a Christian too. Well, do you ever think about how a lot of these evangelical beliefs are antithetical to you being a strong and empowered woman. And then how do you square those things? How do you deal with those things? What is that like in your church back home? Is it, is it, do you have a similar, uh, you know, religious bubble around you like Luke has? Because that's probably not good. You know, where, where did, where does, how does all this work in your head? And are you able to see that there are, there are bigger issues at play here? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, and maybe this is me being too hopeful, but what I kind of see in Hannah is is something kind of akin to, like, she's young, she's still trying to figure out, like, what her community is and who her people are, and she's already starting to, to like, question or separate some of her activities from, you know, some of the things that maybe she's been told to believe, and so you know, maybe she'll land somewhere yeah. that's a little bit more progressive or maybe she's already somewhere more progressive. But I feel like I feel like she understands. I think she's seeing like you're being a hypocrite because you're saying that this is such a sin when I'm seeing all this mm-hmm. sin in you and that you can't swallow your pride and you know like and be humble and and accept that you're a flawed human being who is going to keep you know making mistakes or just you know or like learning from life or however you want to look at it um is is troubling and that that's kind of what i and i I think it's good to to like applaud anna for taking a step in the right direction but maybe we should not you know, be like, oh my God, she's a feminist icon and put her like next to a picture of Angela Davis or something. No, no, sorry. Like Rachel and Andy were Mm -hmm. a million times better. So, uh, just saying, uh, and yeah, both of those women were just like the shit. I still love that. Like Andy left Uh like crying. (laughs) Why did you have sex with me? That's still one of the best moments on on The Bachelorette ever. Um, it's like because that's the show, dummy, yeah, and I wanted works, to like stupid. Uh, I was just like Andy's so cold and great. Um, but so, but Luke was like, oh well, oh I realize now that she's not going to do whatever I say. Well, well I'm willing to do or work through. Anything. Oh yeah, I mean I and don't have the right to ask. Here's like, where the gaslighting yeah, comes did, in again you because. Did, you know, he's one yeah. scary situation because she's like, leave, and he just doesn't go, which is terrifying oh, and very indicative awful, of awful, who he awful. is. Yeah, I felt so it's, that's that shit's really scary because then what do you do? Like, really, what do you yeah. do? You There's nothing you can right. do, especially when you're in a situation like that where, you know, Hannah's like 90 pounds soaking wet 
And I mean, not that Luke P is a, a hulking man, but he's a big, he's a muscular dude. Like what the fuck? That's scary. And then the, the gaslighting, he loves gaslighting. He loves backtracking and gaslighting. Those yeah. are his, those are his two things. And he basically, you know, turns it around again. Like, Oh, well I didn't mean it like that. Oh, you mean the words that you said verbatim? Oh, well, no, no, no. Yeah, you misunderstood. Like, you misunderstood. Exactly Fuck you. No. Come on. No, she didn't misunderstand. That's exactly what you fucking said. And she's like, I'm a grown man who can make my, or grown, <laughs> grown man. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman who can make my own decisions. I'm not strapped to a man right now. And he's like, I can understand a slip up, but like mm -hmm. all of them. And it's like, oh yeah, see, this is obviously a pride issue, you know? And, and I love that she was just like, the words that you're saying are not okay. They're just really not okay. And, you know, I had a lot of hope. I had a lot of, it's like she had a lot of hope for this whole yeah. process meeting him. Cause she put him on this pedestal when she first met him thinking, well, that's the kind of guy I want to be with. And then she's like, but all this bullshit kept happening. And, and, and then it's like, you kind of see the inside of, of her processing that maybe we didn't see throughout the show. You know, she's like, you've broken my heart and I've broken my own heart because I've allowed everything to ignore all the red flags to have you say this about me and make me feel like you would look at me any differently and judge me or make me feel like you would not think of me as a woman of faith. You're holding other people to a standard you don't even live by. I could have X'd you off for being my husband for things that I want out of a relationship. And for you, the only criteria is like i had sex with a couple dudes mm -hmm. she's just like whatever you know like i kept you here because i was being nice and generous and you do not meet my criteria oh, yeah. and get fucked you know and yeah and she's like you don't know me you don't get to decide what i can and can't do and who are you again um and and then he once again calls it like a slip up and she's like this isn't it wasn't a slip up it's not like it's not like it was like, oops, I fell on someone's dick. It's like, obviously, I did it mm -hmm. yeah, because exactly. I wanted to. Like, it's my life, you know? And, um, yeah, like, I, I just love that she's just like, I have complete clarity, and mm -hmm. I do not want you to be my husband. And, I, you know, I do not want you to have a chance to speak. Can I walk you out? Um, and then he just keeps trying to talk to her and, and, she, you know, she's like, it's over. Come on. Like, let's go, please. Come on. You know? And, and he's like, well, you know, don't you think you owe it to me? And she's like, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know you anything. Like, I can't believe you just said that. I have bent over backwards for this relationship. I don't know you anything. Please get out of here. You know? Yeah. Nope. Oh, did you cut out? Uh-oh. Okay, so what are our, before, before we were rudely interrupted, what are our final thoughts about about this episode and what, what do you predict is going to happen in, in the future episodes? You know, with this episode, it was, there, there weren't any major revelations about the character of any of these people. I think Tyler and Peter are still the, the top two, clearly, and hopefully in Hannah's head. Um, I, I'm a little worried about Tyler, but I think the fact that he didn't have a fantasy suite was actually beneficial. And with the tiny, tiny bit of growth that Hannah's shown, I think that it shows that she really respects him. And, and I think she genuinely loves that, that he's been so understanding and caring towards her. So 
in my ideal world, Jed goes home. And yeah. obviously, Luke P is already supposed to go home. Although, as we've seen in the uh, and next week on The Bachelorette, it looks like he's going to stick around for a while because uh, he doesn't know that no means no. It's another great quality in a man, Hannah. Just saying. Yeah, of uh, course he's going to come back because, because of course he is. Because he doesn't, he, I mean, that was one thing I was going to say is that like, this is just giving me those feelings of, you know, like I, unfortunately, uh, I've had a stalker and it is a, a not fun feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what, he's giving us you know where it's like wow you really don't know you know how to you don't know what no means you don't know what you know what these boundaries are and you're just willing to screw everything up so yeah I don't know it just it makes me so uncomfortable and he's going to continue to make her feel uncomfortable and I guess there is some you know, saving grace that the guys are there to kind of intercept it. But at the same time, it's like Mm -hmm. he, I don't, it kind of bothers me that, I mean, of course they want the drama, but it kind of bothers me that production allowed him on there, but yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. I would love, I would love if Tyler was the one left at the end of this, but I just, I don't think that the universe is that kind to us, but we'll see. Yeah, I I really hope so. He's he's kind of the last hope. Uh, and uh, like again, Peter feels like a sure thing to to be there at the end, but he was a dark horse candidate. And Hannah has a history of making poor decisions at rose ceremonies, so I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Jed weaselled his way in. Yeah. Well, the only way we'll find out is if we tune in next week. <sighs> it's almost over. I know. It hurts. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Rose Ceremony. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. It's the fucking Bachelorette. 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 It's the fucking.